G'day everyone, I'm your mate Nate. Strap yourself in for your weekly dose of money, politics and truth. Together, we look at high-impact stories that you may have heard of, but have never truly been told. From historic Kerry Packer tales to longer deep dives into the true origins of the welcome to country phenomenon. I'm your mate Nate, and get ready to rethink the way you look at the world around you. In today's episode, we cover part one of my favourite Kerry Packer stories. Arguably the most feared and influential businessman in Australian history, his life and accomplishments were nothing short of mind-boggling. Within the treasure trove of stories that continue to define the man, this is the first part in the collection of his best stories. Would you bet $100 million on a coin toss? These are priceless tales of Aussie billionaire media mogul Kerry Packer. Packer was a ruthless and aggressive negotiator who commanded extraordinary respect and loyalty from his employees. He built a media empire worth over six and a half billion bucks, but he also loved terrorizing casinos and was considered the most feared gambler in the world at one point during the same time when Asian high rollers, Middle Eastern oil sheiks, and the Sultan of Brunei were hammering casinos in the late 1990s. Unlike high rollers who make casino bosses jump through hoops with outrageous demands, Packer's requests were minimal. He wanted nice rooms for himself and his entourage, an encore masseuse, and most critical of all, monstrously high betting limits. On one memorable occasion after winning big in Vegas, Packer paid off a waitress's mortgage and tipped the venue singer 200,000 bucks. But perhaps the best story is when he had a tangle with a Texan oil magnate. Packer was gambling in Las Vegas when a Texan approached his table and started to become a nuisance. When Packer told him to calm down, the Texan said to Packer, do you know who I am? I'm in here because I'm worth over a hundred million dollars. Packer looked at him calmly and said, I'll toss you for it. Would you pay £100,000 for a sandwich? It's widely documented that Kez was philanthropic in his own way. After surviving a heart attack that left him clinically dead for seven minutes, he gave his ambulance drivers and every EMS worker who attended to him $1 million each. In addition, he donated defibs to the entire ambulance service of New South Wales. But this is a tale of rewarding the little guy that goes the extra mile. In the mid-1990s, late one night in a small English village, Kerry Packer was riding the high of his polo team's victory, with every intention of treating the fellas to a couple of liquid ambers and a hearty feed. They rocked up at a pub, but given the hour, the kitchen was closed and they were turned away rudely by the owner. The next hotel over though, Packer and the boys received the exact same news, but this time, the owner was much more accommodating, and he told the crew, hey lads, there's some ham out the back and I can make you up a couple of sandwiches and get you some beers. Despite Packer not being a drinker, of course, he and his mate enjoyed the feed and the brews. The publican later returned with a bill for 128 pounds. So thankful for the effort, Packer wrote him a check for their meals and drinks with an additional 100,000 pounds, but with a special term. It read, before you bank it, take it to the other pub at the end of the village and show it to the bloke who wouldn't give us any grub. This is how you make $750 million for free. In the late 80s, Big Kerry Packer obliterated Alan Bond in perhaps one of the best deals in Australian business history. 
Here's how he did it. In 1987, Big Kez reluctantly sold Nine Network to Bond at what was then a record price of $1 billion. But Big Kez would remedy things soon enough. Bond recounted that he thought he would get the deal done for 800 mil, but Kez refused to budge from 1 billion. Bond actually ended up paying 1.05 billion, 800 mil in cash, and 250 mil in subordinated debt in Bond Media. Three years later though, Bond's joint operation with his media outlets was falling apart. Big Kez pounced and repurchased his baby for a quarter of the sale price for just 250 mil. He then used the profits to acquire a 25% stake in Foxtel and added insult to injury by converting his subordinated debt into a 37% stake in Bond Media. With the extra equity, he also pinched Bond's ownership of Channel 9 Brisbane. In 1992, Bond declared bankruptcy after failing to repay a $194 million personal guarantee on a loan for a nickel mining project. His debts reportedly totaled 1.8 billion bucks at the time. He even faked brain damage to avoid answering questions during his bankruptcy trials, which failed miserably. During the trial, Kez famously told the media, you only get one Alan Bond in your lifetime, and I've had mine. It was widely documented that Kez loved his golf. A decent player in his own right, having a handicap as low as five and winning the A-grade club championships at Royal Sydney. It's also well known he liked fast rounds and didn't like it when things got in his way when he wanted to play. One midweek morning he rocked up at the Australian Golf Club and noticed commotion around the first tee and more cars in the car park than usual. He went into the pro shop to be told that the course was closed for the biannual corporate sponsor day. Kez stared into the man's soul and after a short pause asked how much the corporate sponsors were paying the club. The pro told Kez they were paying half a mil per year. Big Kez whipped out his checkbook and exclaimed, here's a check for two million. Tell them to fuck off and never come back. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Later this week, we tackle the complex welcome to country phenomenon. We search for answers to all the big questions. Was it a modern invention? What do the Indigenous peoples really think of it? And do elders really get paid 11000 bucks for a welcome? Be sure to tune in. I'm your mate, Nate, and I'll see you in the next one.